You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Gary G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Try to get this podcast out a little earlier than what we did yesterday, but I think you've had about 24 hours, maybe a little less than that, to enjoy our last episode and get ready for tonight's game with the Los Angeles Clippers, two 0-1 teams taking on each other. We'll talk a little bit about that game and the latest on Russell Westbrook coming up in segment number one. Plus, we will hear from Billy Donovan and talk about the versatility that is on this roster that Oklahoma City hasn't had in quite some time and what to expect out of that over these next few games. And I'll tell you when exactly I would bring Russell Westbrook back. I've got a determination of what I would do if I was the training staff, if I was Russell Westbrook and Billy Donovan. So that is segment number one. Segment number two, Paul George tells the undefeated that he really wanted to go to Los Angeles and had the Pacers not traded him, he would have been in LA right now. Also, he had some interesting comments praising Sam Presti. We'll tell you what those are and why I'm sick of hearing Laker fans bitch about Paul George not being in Los Angeles and Lakers fans are becoming a lot like Yankees fans were when they didn't get a guy like Cliff Lee. We'll discuss that And Jimmy Butler played last night, proving that training camp is utterly and totally overrated, but how much fire are the T-Wolves playing with by having him on the court, being with his teammate, what are the possible outcomes there, and maybe is there an unexpected outcome that we're seeing from Jimmy Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then Carmelo Anthony came off the bench last night to play for the Houston Rockets, something that he wasn't willing to do in Oklahoma City, but don't let him coming off the bench fool you. We'll talk about how many minutes Carmelo Anthony played, whether or not he can adjust to the role that the Rockets are going to have him play, and we'll let you hear the audio from what Carmelo had to say last night and discuss what are the major differences between Houston and Oklahoma City and why Melo may be more willing to bend there than he was here. And believe it or not, in my opinion, it has nothing to do with Oklahoma City and more to do with Carmelo Anthony. I'm Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also News Radio 1000 KTOK. Coming up this Sunday, when the Thunder hosts the Sacramento Kings, I will be starting my sixth year of covering Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. And I haven't quite even done this podcast for a full year yet. But I'm really enjoying it. And if you enjoy what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com, not only for all our podcasts, but archive video and audio from players and coaches. Russell Westbrook still officially questionable for tonight's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. The 0-1 Los Angeles Clippers, who lost to the Denver Nuggets last night, and the Thunder are catching them on the second of a back-to-back, and the Thunder are have had a day off in between playing Golden State and now getting an opportunity to play LAC. But Russell Westbrook not being in the lineup tonight, again, does not bother me. I thought the Thunder played pretty well without him. And any issues that the Thunder had against Golden State, I didn't really see where it was a Russell Westbrook issue. Would things have been different if Russell Westbrook was in? That's an obvious point to make. Could they have won with Russell Westbrook being in? Yeah. Most likely, especially if you take into consideration that 
DeMarcus Cousins was out that game. But whether Russell's out, whether Andre Robertson's out, the Thunder are still a good enough team where they can kind of they can overcome those injuries. Maybe not always against the best teams in the league, and maybe not always when they have a rough shooting night the way they did against Golden State, and it takes them a while to get going. But still, I look at the Thunder's roster and compare it to the Clippers' roster. The Kings, who the Thunder are going to be playing on Sunday. Thunder still have a better roster. And more importantly, Billy Donovan has some versatility in this roster that he hasn't ever had during his time here in Oklahoma City. And save for guys like Andre Robertson, who's pretty much a one-dimensional defensive player, or a guy like Alex Sabrinas, who is an inconsistent one-dimensional offensive player. And until until I see his his defense get better night in, night out, that is my impression of Alex Sabrinas. I, I, if you want to call Steven Adams one-dimensional, I don't know that I'd fully agree with that because the guy plays hella defense. He's very good on the inside, and I know they've worked on three-point shooting, even if Steven Adams will tell you that that's not going to happen this year. And for right now, it's not a part of his game plan. I know the Thunder value those types of centers that can go out from beyond the arc. But that's what the Thunder always strive for is guys that can do multiple things. They don't want guys that are strictly pigeonholed to one particular role. A, they don't want the players to do it. B, they don't want to do it. They want to be able to plug and play you in any place that they need to. And Billy Donovan finally has that kind of roster where he can throw so many multiple lineups out on the court. You finally see a Thunder team that is defensive-oriented. There was always talk of the Thunder being defensive-oriented, but they showed it on Monday night or Tuesday night against Golden State that they are, in fact, as intense and as willing to play defense as they ever have been, and even if the will has been there, the result has not been there with the Thunder. Now you start to see the result going with the will. And we always say defense has a lot to do with effort. The effort was definitely there on Tuesday night. The Thunder are going to be the team that people in the NBA do not want to play on any given night. They're going to be your least favorite team to play Because they can do so much with the lineup and they will bring that defensive intensity. And when you get Russell and Andre back, it's a very daunting task to play these guys. And with Houston last night getting blown out by New Orleans, and let's, all right, let's tap the brakes on Houston being further away from Golden State right now. Let's let it play out. It is one of 82. And now everybody is starting to bury the Houston Rockets saying that they wouldn't have a chance against Golden State in a seven-game series. I'm not willing to go that far. Get me 30 games into the season. Get me 25 games into the season. And if I don't see the improvement in Houston, yeah, I'll go there with you and tell you that Daryl Morey needs to make some changes. I still think the Thunder might need to add to their roster. For as much as I like it, I believe that as the season goes along, there are going to be some pieces that you could pick up that would definitely help and some guys you could get rid of that, while good, still can't get you over the hump. <clears throat> Alex Abrinas being one of those guys. But with guy, but with the addition of, of Hamadou, Di- Hamadou Diallo and Tim- Timotei Luwak-Cabarro, there's more coming off the bench. Raymond Felton is very comfortable in the role that he's taking on, which is good. I was sort of worried about what Raymond Felton's mentality would be when you add a guy like Dennis Schroeder, and he knows his minutes are going to be limited, but 
to Raymond Felton's credit, he hasn't moaned and complained about it. And if he is, he's not going to tell anyone in the media. And hopefully if he is, it's not something that gets out or causes any sort of schism in the locker room. It's a more cohesive, athletic, intense unit that the Thunder have this year. And if back to the original point, if Houston isn't as good as they were last year, then it does open the door for Oklahoma City and other teams as well. It certainly opens the door for the Jazz, and maybe New Orleans, from what we saw last night, is a team that we underestimated their success rate for this year because guys like Boogie Cousins and Rajon Rondo are, are out of the mix, but they could still be a formidable force. Shows you how good the Western Conference is as a total from top to bottom. But tonight, the Thunder need to go out and show that all this versatility they have, all the defensive athleticism they have, the intensity, whatever, wasn't just a one-night thing, and it isn't just something that we're taking into account for this first game going, yeah, it's really good. They need to show it. And as far as Russell Westbrook goes, him being questionable, I would wait to bring Russell Westbrook back until the game with the with the Boston Celtics, which is on Thursday night. So you get to rest tonight, you get the rest of the week off, so you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, And then you've got Monday through Thursday to get Russell Westbrook right. Bring him back for the Boston Celtics game. And I I think then we will know for sure just how long it's going to take Russell Westbrook to get back to being his old self. And I expect some, some awkwardness along the way, but hopefully we won't see any dip in his athleticism from the surgery and the fact that he's been able to work out states that he is getting better a lot quicker than maybe what I originally thought he was and that he might he might even fact be ready to go tonight but I would send him out just for precautionary measures. If you missed this yesterday, here is Billy Donovan talking about the different lineups that he could throw out there on the floor. We discussed that earlier in this segment and I want to let you hear Billy Donovan talk about what he is able to do as coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder with this roster he's been given. Line up out there where you had Nerlens, Grant, Diallo, just the athleticism you have. Yeah, I mean, I thought they did a really good job uh, in, in the second quarter and, and in the third quarter. I thought those guys played well. I mean, it was a great experience for Hami just from the standpoint of he's guarding Thompson. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of cleverness to him, you know, pushing off, using screens, curling, fading. So I think Hami can learn a lot from this kind of game playing against a level of player Clay Thompson. But, um, you know, there's... Uh, you know, I thought our bench did a pretty good job. I thought Nerlens did some good things. They were active. Um, you know, that third quarter, uh, even when we subbed, they, they kind of played pretty well into the third and began the fourth. So that was encouraging. Could you see sometimes when that lineup's out there, those three guys are out there, and maybe Dennis, as you change those rotations, Dennis is the guy running the point there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've said this before. You know, Dennis playing with Paul or with Russell, I think that's something we've got to continue to, to explore and look at. But certainly having a point guard like Dennis with that second unit can, you know, can be really effective. Um, you know, it's a luxury to have three, you know, point guards that are quality, great guys in good field, and they're smart, and they're intelligent. Um, you know, I thought Raymond did a nice job for us when he was in there as well. So, yeah, Dennis, you know, again, I think a lot he can learn with well. Mad scientist Billy Donovan. Love him. He's always he always got a smile. Billy's always got a smile on his face. He's always smacking gum. But there's an intensity to him this year, this year that hasn't been there maybe ever. And I think finally it's just because, hey, he feels like he has something he can work with. 
He feels like it's going to be a more consistent group, and he knows what is expected of him. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, Jimmy Butler proves that you don't need training camp in order to be a superstar, and Paul George gives a huge compliment to Sam Presti for showing off his, well, there's an ACDC song about it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. We publish Locked on Thunder first today because the urgency of the game. And we also have another episode of Locked on Sooners that is out now as well. And I hope you will enjoy both episodes that are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day at Google, Alexa, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and of course, Stitcher. Uh, It's a lot of great places to get this podcast. And I uh, couldn't be happier to be a part of the Locked on Podcast Network and LockedOnSports.com and, of course, LockedOnThunder.com if you've missed any episodes of the Locked On Thunder podcast. And um, I, I want to proceed with caution going into this next episode because I know that we have fans of other teams that listen to this podcast. We have Jazz fans that listen to this podcast. We have Laker fans that listen to this podcast. Hopefully we can get some Spurs fans, some, some Celtics fans, because I'm always up for debate. And... If you are a Laker fan, I'm not saying this tongue-in-cheek, but understand there's no venom here. But I am tired of hearing Laker fans bitch about not getting Paul George. First and foremost, you still ended up with LeBron James. So it's like asking for a Lamborghini... It's like asking for a Ferrari for Christmas, and you really wanted the Ferrari, but you ended up with a Lamborghini instead. I mean, there's, there's just, there, there is just absolutely no way you can complain about Paul George choosing to stay in Oklahoma City. Did he reject the Lakers? Yeah. Do many people reject the Lakers? No. And I say this as a Yankee fan. And this is a lot like when Cliff Lee decided he was going to take, well, and it really wasn't less money when you looked at at the way that the contracts were were written. I think it was maybe less Less money per year because the Yankees one was was longer than what the Phillies one was. But Cliff Lee chose to go to Philadelphia and not play in New York. Um, as a Yankee fan, I couldn't complain about that. Really couldn't give Cliff Lee a hard time because up until that point, the Yankees had gotten every free agent they ever, want, they ever wanted and sometimes it didn't even work out. That's where the Lakers are right now. And no, right now you don't have a big three in LA, but you've got a lot of guys that LeBron James can make better. And as LeBron James makes them better, the Lakers become a more attractive free agent destination. And they've already got LA where guys want to live anyway. So hearing Laker fans complain about Paul George is just, it's ridiculous. Hey, I I ordered the ribs. Oh, you gave me a T-bone steak instead. Okay, well, I mean, you're still hashtag winning. And as far as Laker fans go, okay, like I I will just say this right now as an Oklahoma City fan, we deserved a little good karma here. We deserved good karma in in Oklahoma City after Kevin Durant left. And as a Thunder fan, and this this is the fan speaking in me right now, this isn't the objective podcaster slash journalist, the fan in me, 
would still rather have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. As much as I hate KD now, and in really it's 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 sports hate KD. Um, I still would rather have him because that's Lennon and McCartney, that's Jagger Richards, Plant Page, okay, like all the great classic rock artists of our time. That was Westbrook and Durant, okay. He they they were that formidable. Paul George coming in. It's not an upgrade, but it's not bad. It's it, it's Cobain Grohl. It's not Lennon and McCartney, but Cobain Grohl, that's pretty damn good. It's it's William Duvall coming in to rescue Allison Chains from the death of Lane Staley and resurrect that band. And yeah, I know I'm making a lot of old guy rock references here, but come on, I'm 46 years old. That's the music I still listen to. And some of it's even before my time. Um, so that that's that's who the Thunder are right now. And I think as a fan base, when 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 you have gone through something as traumatic as losing a star, and a lot of times stars don't leave the Lakers. Okay, Shaq was traded. Most stars just don't voluntarily leave LA. Well, we've been through that. And it almost caused a tank of the organization. It was almost Russell Westbrook in the pips. And Russell Westbrook in the pips weren't going to be very good. Now the Thunder have an opportunity to compete. The Lakers with LeBron James, maybe not this year, but in the next couple of years might be a little bit better. And who knows, there might be a nice little rivalry between the Lakers and Oklahoma City with Paul George, with LeBron James, with that dynamic of Russell Westbrook, two LA guys leading Oklahoma City for an opportunity to win an NBA championship against Los Angeles, the Lakers, and LeBron James and whoever that new big three turns out to be. And you still may get Kawhi Leonard. So tap the brakes, relax. And Paul George says that said that he wanted to be in LA in this interview in the Undefeated, which is probably how I should have started, but I got on that emotional rant. Paul George told the Undefeated that he wanted to be in LA and had the trade not gone down, that's where he would have been. But it was a big risk taken by the Thunder. Sam Presti said that he knew the Thunder would not have access any other way and you know to Paul George than than what he did. So he had to make the move, throw the risk. Remember scared money don't make none and Paul George said Sam Presti showed some balls by doing that. That was the biggest baller move Sam Presti has ever made and it has led to Oklahoma City Thunder fans having a sense of belief that Presti can pull things off. Sam Presti went from being the guy that traded James Harden and lost Kevin Durant and didn't develop Reggie Jackson to being the guy with the biggest set of balls in the NBA and can now apparently pull off any miracle trade. And, and if that is true, Sam Presti, then go out and get us Jimmy Butler. We'll talk about him in a second. Here's Paul George on being more comfortable in Oklahoma City. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely. I feel comfortable here and, and I know what to expect and, and what's expected of me. So. Yeah, I mean, we, we outside of Melo being gone, Brew being gone, um, we've added some, some new faces, but, um, you know, we've added some guys like Dennis, Nerlens, who've, you know, been in the league for a little while now. Um, they're, they're not guys trying to find identity and, and, and find out who they are in this league. They know their games. Um, so in that aspect, we, we've added some, some veteran um, players. Uh, so... They're up to speed. They know, you know, how we do, think, do things here. Um, I feel good about our, our group. 
If you didn't know, th- thank you, Paul. Thank you for that compliment. Thank you for that uh, that comment there. If you didn't notice last night, Jimmy Butler did play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Even hit a clutch three late. And says he likes the way the team's playing. Uh, proving that training camp is completely overrated when you're a superstar and you're a veteran and you keep yourself in shape. You can just come right in and, and fit in the mix, which is what Butler did last night. It does strike me as interesting that the T-Wolves are willing to let this happen. Even if they are just trying to show Jimmy Butler off for other teams, you can still have a major schism in the locker room. And maybe what the Timberwolves are banking on here, and this is completely opinion on this, nothing to back it up, but completely opinion. But maybe it's just the what the Timberwolves are banking on is that relationship between Tibbs and between Jimmy Butler that if Jimmy Butler plays with this team, and he's a good citizen, that that relationship can actually lead to the repairing of other relationships with Butler and the organization. It seems like, it seems too much of a risk for me with all that young talent that you have in Minnesota, but if you roll the dice and work, and it works, that's almost as baller as what Sam Presti did with Paul George and being able to get him here in Oklahoma City. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in the last segment of today's show, Carmelo Anthony accepts a bench roll. Why is he willing to be more flexible for Houston than he is Oklahoma City? Well, I'll tell you next. The answer is pretty simple. It's all right here in LOT. A new Locked On Sooners is published as well. We try to get things out a little bit quicker today, or will be published. I know we're getting Locked On Thunder out quick today because I wanted a chance to uh, give you to listen, give you an opportunity to listen to this throughout the workday and then on through uh, the game with LAC. So use this as your pregame show tonight. I know we didn't break down a lot of X's and O's today, but I think we've talked about some pertinent information. Uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder and some good topics. Hopefully you agree, and if you do, go to Apple iTunes and rate us five stars. And uh, keep listening at LockedOnThunder.com, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, speaking of Locked On Clippers, if you're a Clippers fan listening to this because you're listening to the uh, Locked On Clippers podcast, uh, thank you. But if you haven't heard Locked On Clippers, it's a really good podcast. Go check those dudes out. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you very much for joining us. We wrap things up today talking about Carmelo Anthony, who made his debut with the Houston Rockets last night, coming off the bench. Now, remember what Carmelo Anthony said when Eric Horn asked him about coming off the bench in Oklahoma City. About you know starting at the four, or the concept of starting at the four, or even coming <clears throat> off the bench. And the second question is... Who, me? Oh. <laughs> 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 I, guess, I guess that answers that part. I, I mean, I don't know where that started, where that came from. <laughs> hey, Pete, they said I got to come off the bench. <laughs> and remember what Carmelo Anthony said when we talked about sacrificing during his exit interviews? Two parts. Uh, going into next year with all the sacrifices you've made, are, are you willing to – if they come to you, say, like, sacrifice the, the salary you're making, you know, maybe restructure what you're doing and spread it out over a certain amount of years, or are you willing to sacrifice um, playing time and uh, or even a possible bench role? 
Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not sacrificing no bench role, so you can that's out the question. And now Carmelo Anthony is playing the bench or coming off the bench, and here's what he had to say last night in Houston after game one and the blowout that the Pelicans gave him. Challenging mentally most more so than anything. Uh, <clears throat> have to have, having to prepare for the game differently. Um, but other than that, it's you know it's, it's 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 a challenge all the way around. It's just a matter of uh, how how I'm going to react to that challenge uh, and accepting that challenge. You know, with, which I am, which I will do. Uh, I mean, for me, it's just more about at this point. It's more about what I have to do for the sake of the team, more so than uh, trying to just go out there and just do whatever or try to have a specific role. It's, every night will be different. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it, it is a challenge. But it's something that uh, I, I'll, I'll get used to quick. Okay. <laughs> so you have you have all these examples of what Carmelo Anthony was willing to do in Houston, but not willing to do here in Oklahoma City. And this is a very simple reason as to why Carmelo Anthony is, is doing this. One, I think Carmelo Anthony really wanted to be a part of the Houston Rockets and would have rather been a part of the Houston Rockets than the Oklahoma City Thunder when the trade went down. And Sam Presti had every intention of bringing Carmelo Anthony in to be successful and then getting Carmelo Anthony to accept his role in the culture and everything else, and it turned out like it did Paul George. It didn't work that way. The other thing that Carmelo Anthony is starting to realize is that he's getting older. And don't let him coming off the bench fool you. Okay, you look at the box score last night. Carmelo Anthony still played 27 minutes. If he's coming off, if he's coming off the bench, he's still playing 27 minutes for the Houston Rockets. And that's a lot for a guy of his advanced age who wasn't productive last year, whose skills are diminishing as the years go on, still put that kind of mileage on his body, that is what you have to watch. It's not so much whether or not he starts, it's how many minutes he's getting, and will Mike D'Antoni be forced into a situation where he has to restrict Carmelo Anthony's minutes, where he has to give him multiple days off throughout the season? Um, you know, it, Not just the second of a back-to-back, but... Does he have to give him a couple of nights off? And does he have to have that talk with Carmelo Anthony that Sam did where it's just like, dude, you're not as productive. And if that happens, and Carmelo Anthony keeps up this pace that he's on right now after, and let's stress this, one game, then it could cause some major issues in Houston, which would only benefit Oklahoma City and everybody else that we've talked about in the West up to this point. I don't want to see that happen. I really like Carmelo Anthony. I really respect the guy. I waved the flag for him here. I was a little irked when when I knew he was coming off the bench for Houston. But at the same time, for me, it's not about who starts. It's the minutes that are played. Uh, Billy Donovan will tell you that too. And I know for guys that's still an ego thing. And remember, going back to what Billy Donovan said about bench players versus guys that are role play or guys that are starters. You know, he, he said it wasn't that big a deal, but you remember what Carmelo Anthony, he refuted that by saying that he wasn't sacrificing any bench roll. All that, I mean, with all this, Carmelo Anthony has no choice but to be a good citizen in Houston. And if he can't do that, not only does that team crumble, but we may have seen the last of him in the NBA because word's going to get around. And unless you're just a team 
struggling to get butts in the seats. And I don't know if Carmelo Anthony is still that guy that makes people want to buy a ticket. Then you're not going to see Carmelo Anthony here. And it may end up going overseas to finish that career. I still, for some reason, think Carmelo Anthony finishes up his career in China. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I thank you so much for joining us today. We will be back tomorrow to break down the Thunders game with the Los Angeles Clippers and talk about how it went and look forward to the Sacramento Kings. It's all right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Until tomorrow, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.